Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, July 12, 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news for the week. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo, and I love the fact that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else, childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. However, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks is able to help provide over 3 billion meals to children and families in need all across the country. Join me in the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds. So I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I did the same things over and over. Until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the, the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347 637 2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto Like the Shoe, S T I L E T T O and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type and T. Jones Gibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy 89 degrees. Again, before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines, in the chat room, via your computer. Thank you again for joining me here 
on this Wednesday afternoon. And also, um, if you can't catch the show live every week, you can always go to Stitcher.com, or you can also go to iTunes, where you can also download the show for free, or you can listen for free. Again, that's Stitcher.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website where over 80-plus radio shows and podcasts are broadcast, and all you have to do is type in That's Entertainment Online Radio in the search bar. And they also even got a free app that you can download, Stitcher.com. You can just download the app, and you can also listen to some of your favorite shows from there as well. And also... Uh, check out the ar- archives here on BTR. If you can't catch the show live every Wednesday afternoon between 1 to 2 p.m., you can always go back to the archives here on BTR. Lots to talk about again this week. We got uh, Mayweather is in the news. Floyd Mayweather is in the news. He's getting ready to do an a upcoming fight. Uh, Lucy Lou is back in the news. Uh, remember uh, Daddy Yankee? Great news for him. First patent artist to, to knock Ed Sharon off the number one spot on Spotify. Uh, we got some issues with American Got Talent this week uh, as they paid tribute to one a contestant who had died uh, during a tragic death. They had paid a tribute to him uh, last night. And also a winner of American Got Talent season six, He's in trouble. He just got arrested for sending a woman to the hospital. I'll tell you the latest on that. And Phaedra Parks from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, well, she's finally, she and Apollo uh, divorced. Well, they finally reached a divorce settlement. And uh, I, don't guys, I don't know if you guys remember this show on Showtime. It was called The L Word. It starred um, Jennifer Bill. Also, uh, Sybil Shepherd was on the show. Quite a few. Uh, Pam Greer. Well, guess what? They're bringing the show back. Yes, they're bringing it back for a revival on Showtime. So, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. <laughs> Kevin Hart, who I had the chance to meet in person while he was promoting his new book, You Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons. Well, I had told you a couple of weeks prior to that that he's really doing, he's trying to make his brand, he's expanding his brand. He's expanding his name to do more things. And one of the things that he's thinking about doing is that he has this new streaming video platform called Laugh Out Loud. It's a partnership with Liongate that will launch on August 3rd with both original scripted and unscripted comedy series, stand-up specials, live broadcasts, and licensed programming, including all seven seasons of HBO Def Comedy Jam. Among the comics handpicked by Hart to create, produce, and start in the content exclusive to the service, Include social media superstar Glozell, King Bach, Emmanuel Hudson, DC Youngfly, Drea Michelle, David So, Timothy Delgado, Legato, and Angela Johnson. Leading into the launch of the streaming video service is Hart's own hidden camera series, Kevin Hart Lift Legend. 
sponsored by Lyft and feature guest Trey Song and Joe Mihail, Hart transforms into this elderly, oversharing Lyft driver called Donald Mack to see how far he can push the limits. The first episode debuts on Laugh Out Loud Facebook, which already has over 4 million passionate followers, with future episodes running weekly exclusive on Laugh Out Loud streaming service. The Laugh Out Loud app, will be available for free on iOS and Android on Android on the August 3rd launch date. User will also have the option to upgrade for $2.99 per month for the an ad-free viewing experience and access to binge watch all episodes of the current season. And a woman who says Keisha Cole put hands on her in 2014 is now suing the singer for $4 million to cover her alleged injuries. Cole, who was dating Birdman at the time, is accused of beating up Sabrina Mercado after finding her at the rap mogul's Los Angeles penthouse. According to a police report, Cole flew into a jealous rage and assaulted Mercado. The alleged victim lawsuit lists the full extent of her damages, financial and physical. She said that uh, she's suing for pain and suffering, $1.5 million, 500000 for emotional distress, $2 million for loss of use of body part, 200000 for future medical expenses, 50000 for loss of earnings, 300000 for future loss of earnings. A judge will have to approve each amount. And Mayweather made about $220 million from his fight with Manny Pacado, Pacado on May 2nd on, in 2015. He is expected to make a similar amount for the McGregor fight. It is not known how much money he's owed, but the IRS had previously argued that the famed boxer had the resources to pay it immediately, even if it meant selling property or taking out a loan. Mayweather has reportedly earned $700 million in his 49-fight professional career, and this is according to Forbes magazine estate uh, estimate. Uh, meanwhile, just with just over a month to go before their big fight, Mayweather and McGregor will face off during the event's upcoming press tour. As reported by ESPN, the tour will begin on July 11 in Los Angeles, followed by stops in Toronto, Brooklyn, and will wrap up in London on July 14. The August 26th fight will be McGregor's first ever professional boxing match. So remember I was telling you, Floyd Mayweather Jr., he's always flashing his money around. Every time you see him, he got a, 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 a duffel bag full of money, or he's holding up money, or he's uh, putting on Instagram a pile of money on his bed. And I always say, I hope he's saving his money. Well, it finally, well, the IRS started to take notice, and he hadn't paid his uh, paid taxes in 2015. So now... He's trying to do this fight, and he's going to try to make up. He, he, it's, it's so bad that he's asking the IRS for installments. He's, he's, or he's asking them for extension. And for somebody who's always flashing their money around, you, you know, he's always bragging about all this money that he has. You know, why is he asking, asking to for an extension? You know, if he has all this money, but. He's saying that uh, he he's working with the IRS and he's hoped to pay up his bill soon, especially if he wins this fight with uh, McGregor. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted. 
The king of pop may become the king of scares this Halloween. Late music great Michael Jackson, who died at the age of 50 in 2009, will be the central piece of an upcoming Halloween TV special from CBS entitled Michael Jackson Halloween. CBS has teamed up with the icon of the state for the special. We will tap into Jackson's discography and feature an animated version of him as well. Now, this is according to Billboard. The special is airing sometime this fall, and it will be a hour-long and follow millennial characters, Vincent, Lucas Till, and Victoria Kiersey Clemens, who stumble upon a mysterious hotel, get this, on 777 Jackson Street called the Place Hotel. The young characters will also be joined by Ichabod the dog, and they'll embark on a magical quest featuring a bit of dancing. Now, the special will also feature voice work from prominent personalities such as Jim Parsons, Christine Baranke, Alan Cummings, Lucy Liu, and Brad Garrett. It's not the first time the Jackson Estate had branched out to produce new material. It is responsible for the 2009 film, this is it, which brought fans behind the scenes of what would have been Jackson's next major set of shows. It has also backed concert and album anniversary special. Now, remember, Jackson 1992 smash hit Thriller, which would pair with a video that featured groovy ghosts, go- uh, go- ghosts goblins, and goals, and it has over 422 million views on YouTube. Something says a Halloween Halloween show would fare quite well. And Lucy Liu is getting behind the camera again. The actress who rose to fame in Ally McBeal, Charlie Angels, and Kill Bill would, would direct the season two premiere of Marvel Blue Cage. The episode will be released on Netflix on 2018. On top of her film and TV credits, Liu has also amassed directorial experience, including the 2011 short film. And uh, it, the she the 2000 short film Amina and four episodes of the CBS show Elementary. The show will follow uh, Cage by played by Mike Coulter, a man left with super strength following an experiment gone wrong, his attempt to right these wrongs in Harlem. He can also be seen in this summer's Ensemble Hero series, The Defenders, premiering this August. It will also bring Luke Cage together with Matt Murdock, Daredevil Charlie Cox, Jessica Jones, and Danny Rand from Iron Fist. And the uh, series also going to have a guest star, too, uh, Sigourney Weaver. She's going to be playing a villain by the name of Alexandra. Wow, that is, that's interesting. Move over, Gangnam Style. YouTube has a new top view video of all times. Wiz Khalifa video for See You Again featuring Charlie Poof became the site's most watched video Monday and has more than 2.8 billion viewers as of yesterday, Tuesday. That's about 2 million more than the video for Korean rapper Psy for his 2012 smash Gangnam Style hit, which held the most viewed title for five years. Justin Bieber's sorry sits in third place, more than 250 million views behind the leader. And Charlie Poof's reaction with some, he was surprised. He uh, went on Twitter noting that he joined YouTube in 2007, hoping to make a video that would hit 10,000 views. Puth also earned a congratulatory message from YouTube star Tyler Oakley, who called the feat legendary and epic. 
Wiz Khalifa said in the statement that he's happy the song has been able to inspire and impact so many lives. See You Again was released in 2015 as a tribute to the late Fast and Furious star Paul Walker. Right now we have here uh, 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just turn, tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page here on BTR. That way it will send you a reminder when I'm on the air live. And again, if you can't catch the show every Wednesday uh, from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, you can always listen to back to the archives, and you can also check us out again on Stitcher.com. And also, we're on Facebook, so like us, our, like our page. Also, the show is also uh, downloaded on the Facebook page as well if you can't catch the show or you can't listen to the show in its entirely. And uh, also, the beauty about BTR, you can also register as a listener. Not only you can catch my show here on the network as well, but other shows anywhere from sports, entertainment, self-help, business, politics, you name it. So, again, just register here on Block Talk Radio and listen to the show every uh, Wednesday afternoon between 1 to 2 p.m. Also this week, uh, we got singer uh, Daddy Yankee. Congratulations to him. You know, I I, I don't know if you guys are uh, uh, registered uh, if you register on Spotify, you know these streaming services are really big. And if you uh, can't catch a particular artist on iTunes, you can always go to uh, Spotify or uh, Tidal. But um, congratulations to Danny Yankee. Yes, he is uh, – Apparently, he oust Ed Sharon from the number one spot on Spotify to become the first Latino artist to lead the music platform. The Puerto Rican superstar Oregonton has hits that include Gasolina, Shaky Shaky, and Despacito, a song co-written with Louis Fonsi. He surpassed it 44 million monthly listeners to reach their first global spot. Spotify announced Sunday in an email sent to the Associated Press. He recalled that when he started his career in 1992 in Puerto Rico, many believed he, he – there were a lot of people that didn't believe he would last more than three years, much less that he would become an international sensation. The remix to Despacito featuring additional vocals by Justin Bieber is number one on Spotify Global Charts. More than a decade after Daddy Yankee's best-selling album, Barrio Fino – and the single Gasolina that made him a global star, the Latin Grammy Award winner is still one of the most influential and recognizable names in Reganton. That is absolutely fantastic, you know. Um, you know, he also mentioned that a lot of times, you know, he doesn't sing the or he doesn't sing the traditional Latin music, uh, and that's good because you know people. You know, people have the stereotypes of what Latin music should be, and it's always dance music and, you know, other things in general, which is all fine and good. But, you know, he has a different approach, and he has a different style and a different way of doing his music. So I'm I'm really proud of, uh, of him, and I know the uh, Latino community is very proud, you know, for you to knock 
Ed Sheeran out of the number one spot. That's a big deal. You know, that is a big deal. Absolutely. Um, what else we're happening uh, happening this week? Um, how many of you guys are uh, fans of American Got Talent? You know, it's it's one of those shows that those competition shows that you know people pay uh, uh, watch and and enjoy the talent that comes across every week. Well, this week they pay tribute to one of its contestants less than a month after his tragic death. His name is Brandon Rogers, and I think I had mentioned him, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Well, he was 29. He died in a car accident just before his audition on the reality singing series, which was set to air, leading his family to request the show play in his honor. The singer performed Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder, and it received a yes from each of the judges. Brandon Rogers, a former American Got Talent contestant, was killed in a car crash on June 13, 2017. Rogers had recently become a doctor practicing family medicine, and he told the audience he had put his dreams on singing on hold in order to help people. On June 10, Rogers was involved in a crash in Maryland and died the following day. It was later discovered that the driver of the car Rogers was riding in had fallen asleep. The singer, Dr. Rose of Fame, after posting a cover of the Boys to Men hit on Bended Knee to his Instagram page, he was later invited to join the band on stage and sang along to their hit, I'll Make Love to You. Roger called the experience a dream come true. And a winner of American Got Talent was arrested for allegedly striking a woman in the head with a golf club. Lando Eugene Murphy Jr., who won season six of the reality competition series, was arrested for sending a woman to the hospital with injuries to her head and face. Murphy Jr. also reportedly slapped the unidentified woman and uh, slammed her head onto a concrete sidewalk in West Virginia. And now this is according to the complaint. She was treated at the hospital for swelling and bruising. The singer manager, Burke Allen, told the Charleston Gazette Mail in a statement that he was actually attacked by his girlfriend, the golf club, and a knife. He alleged the woman had destroyed his property in the past and with the help of family and friends had trashed the home prior to his altercation. uh, Murray, who's 42, was charged with domestic battery and domestic assault. He was released on $3,500 bail. The AGT winner and the woman shares a six-month-old child. Murphy won the reality series in Season 6, back in 2011, judges called his act a million-dollar performance. He told his fans in a statement Tuesday that the incident should never have happened. And it's finally over for Phaedra Parks and Apollo Oneida. The pair, who both starred on Bravo's Real Housewives of Atlanta, have reached a divorce settlement. According to TMZ, they officially agree on spousal support and the Division of Marital Asset. Documents linked to the judgment had been marked confidential, leaving it unclear who got what. Parks, who's 43, and Nida, who also settled on custody of their sons, Dylan and Aiden, the former uh, Real Housewife of Atlanta star, had been granted primary physical custody while her husband served time in prison for fraud. In the meantime, Nida, who's 38, will get two phone calls a week with the children. The ruling comes nearly three years after Parks and Nida first divorced filing in October of 2014. The estranged couple was previously granted a divorce only to have it overturned by a 
judge this past March. At the time, TMZ reported that the judge felt the ruling was unfair to NIDA. Parks was accused of misleading her soon-to-be ex-husband and intentionally misspelling the party's names, among other things. Court documents even suggested that NIDA was led to believe he'd be able to attend future divorce hearings despite being in prison. That was never the case. Hence the judges, they worry he had been bamboozled. Nido was never informed about his final court hearing in the divorce case, nor was he served paperwork informing him that his marriage to Parks had officially been dissolved. And around the time Nido became engaged to uh, this woman named Sharon Al-Mufti, she was a woman that he got close with since 2013. Parks rep uh, told TMZ that he and his client was confused why a woman who would engage and enjoy frequent visits with his fiance would work so aggressively to avoid ending his marriage. Regardless, Phaedra is reviewing her option with her lawyer to determine the most efficient path towards ending the marriage so she can move forward and focus on raising strong, healthy, and happy children. Wow. I don't know. Everything that Phaedra does always seem a little shifty or – I don't know. This report is saying that she had um, – she had did things. She changed the names to – does that sound like a honest lawyer? I mean, she's an attorney herself, but uh, this is alleged according to TMZ, so – you know, we just wish her the best of luck. And you remember, you know, Phaedra also is uh, not returning to the next season of America, uh, America, uh, America, uh, the uh, Real Housewives of uh, Atlanta. Uh, so she's not going to be on this upcoming season. But Nene Leakes and uh, Kim Zosiak, they're going to be coming back. And also, I was telling you last week, Eva Marcel, who, you know, who had won uh, the third season of um, uh, America's Next Top Model, she is added onto the cast. So it's going to be an interesting season, so we'll see what happens. Uh, right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be uh, talking about, I was telling you, uh, if you guys were a fan of uh the L word. Well, I got some good news. It was a, a series that came on Showtime, and it was about a, a group of les, lesbians who they show you how they lived, loved, and all the things in between, which made up for good drama. Well, they're getting ready to come back, according to the Hollywood Reporter. And uh, remember, it was a show that starred Jennifer Bill. Uh, Alicia Haley, Laurel Holloman. It also had Pam Greer on the show. Even Sybil Shepherd had a, a role on it. And uh, oh, even Jane Lynch was on this show as well. I forgot about her. Well, yeah, uh, uh, Showtime is uh, is thinking about reviving the series. So I'll tell you about that. And Kermit the Frog, one of our favorite Muppets, he's getting a new voice. I'll tell you who's going to be doing his voice now. And Quentin Tarantino said that he has a new gig that's lined up. I'll tell you what he's working on. And uh, Marissa Tomei talks about her movie, Spider-Man Homecoming, and why she said that that Spider-Man wasn't the only hero in the movie and why her 
her, uh, her part as being a hero was cut out. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
Tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj and Switch Switch. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, there's going to be um, a news a series which was uh, used to be on Showtime. It's being revived again. It's called The L Word. It was a show that really centered around um, the lifestyles and the loves of lesbians in the L.A. area. It had had um, such heavyweights women like Jennifer Bill, Pam Greer, Sybil Shepherd, Jane Lynch, uh, Kate Moaning, Laura Holloman, Mia Kirshner. Well, the L word was just on a six-year break. Six years it's been uh, gone from Showtime. The groundbreaking series is being eyed for a revival at Showtime, and this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. The lesbian drama, again, which starred Jennifer Bill, Leisha Haley, Laurel Holloman, Mia Kirshner, Kate Moaning, and Pam Greer ran for six seasons. And uh, during its run, The L Word received numerous GLAAD Media Awards nominations, and Bill was frequently nominated for an NAACP Image Award. Bill, Moaning, and Haley are all in talks to return to the show in front of and behind the camera as executive producers. Bill says she and Shaken well, they began discussing a revival after the election. The, a spinoff of the L Word called The Farm was developed in 2008 and focused on Haley's character in prison, but Showtime didn't take the pilot to air. And things are getting strange again. The hit Netflix show Stranger Things will return on October 27th, and this is uh, the streaming service announced this yesterday. It's, it's supposed to be taking place in 1984, and the citizens of the town of Hawkins, Indiana, are still reeling from the horrors of the Demogorgon and the secrets of Hawkins' lab. And Will Byers has been rescued from the upside down, but a bigger, sinister entity that still threatens those who survive. A teaser image of the show, uh, Eleven, played by Millie Bobby Brown, Dustin, played by Gatton Matarazzo, Lucas, played by Callum McLaughlin, and Will, played by Noah Snap, will cycle was cycling into a uh, like this enormous red cloud. Now, along with most of the original cast, Paul Reiser, Sean Astin, and Linnea Berthelsen, they will also head to Hawkins in time for Halloween. So um, a lot of the producers uh, of the show said that if you thought last season was scary, you ain't seen nothing yet. Unfortunately, I've never seen the show, but I know the – series uh, main stars, uh, they just recently won a a Nickelodeon Award for Best Actors in the Series. They won quite a few awards. So, um, yeah, so get ready. It returns on October 27, just in time for Halloween. The, um, and here's an interesting thing. Um, There are supposed to be talks of Disney to do a live-action remake of Aladdin. 
But apparently nobody wants to ride the Aladdin flying carpet. Now, Disney is struggling to find stars for its Guy Ritchie live-action remake, and this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. More than 2,000 people have reportedly auctioned for the role of Jasmine and Aladdin, but finding a male in his 20s of Middle Eastern descent is apparently proven too difficult. Lion star Deb Patel and the Night Sub star Riz Ahmed were both rumored to be considered for the role, but Hollywood had few diverse actors. The big sick that stars uh, Kamal Najiani, he joked on Twitter that he was interested in the role but gave no hint as to whether he'd been approached. And this is what he tweeted. He said, what am I, chopped liver? Ahmed, he spoke out about the difficulties of being uh, about being typecast, which he said he faced frequently as a British Pakistani. He said that there was a lot of likes, terrorists, three stuff, and he said, I just made a decision I wasn't going to do it. I thought I'd rather be broke, unquote. Disney is also waiting to cast Jasmine until an actor for Aladdin has been booked to test on-screen chemistry. Delays had already been pushed, shooting back several months. Will Smith is still reportedly in talks to voice the genie, but no further casting has been revealed. Will Smith, uh, I, 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 this is the first time I'm hearing about, hearing about Will Smith in talks to the voice of genie. But you know what? This is so. Doesn't this sound familiar when black actors were saying that uh, there was not enough roles for black actors? Uh, we that black actors were saying we're always cast as the drug dealer or the pimp or the the uh, this one that was uh, uh, strung out or the the you know what I'm saying? We they had those same stereotype roles. Now. Um, Middle Eastern actors are going through the same thing, that there's not enough roles and that, you know, they're tired of being typecast as the terrorist or the taxi driver or the guy that's uh, at the newsstand. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they're going through it too. But, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to believe that they're having a hard time finding somebody to play Aladdin. Kermit the Frog is getting a new voice. ABC News and The Hollywood Reporter report that Steve Whitmere has left his role as the voice behind the iconic Muppet. Whitmere has voiced the character since Muppet creator Jim Henson's death in 1990. A Muppet studio spokeswoman tells the outlet that longtime Muppet performer Matt Vogel will be taking over the role. Vogel has voiced, uh, he's known for the voice of Big Bird, Robin the Frog, and The Count. In addition to Kermit, Whitmere has voiced grumpy critic Statler, Rizzo the Rat, and other characters for the Muppets. And Quentin Tarantino has his next gig lined up. Remember I was telling you, I think it was about a month ago, where he was talking about that he was going to do two more movies and that's it, he was going to retire? Well, the legendary director is working on a movie about Charles Manson and specifically about the 1969 murder of actress Sharon Tate. Now, this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Lawrence have both reportedly been approached for starring roles. Tate, best known for her Golden Globe nomination role in the 1967 movie Valley of the Dolls, was eight and a half months pregnant with husband Roman Polanski's baby when she was stabbed to death by members of the Manson family in August of 1969. In 1971, 
one, Manson has three associates, Susan Atkins, Linda Casaban, and Patricia Krenwinkel, were found guilty and sentenced to life in prison for multiple murders, including Tate. Manson had been the subject of several movies and novels and TV shows, most recently the 2015 NBC drama Aquarius. Tarantino, who recently got engaged to his girlfriend, Daniela Pick, said last year that he was planning on retiring after two more movies, possibly making the Manson flick his um, penultimate film. Now, this Sharon Tate who was half, uh, about eight and a half months pregnant with uh, her husband, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski, if I'm not mistaken, is the, the director who was charged for sexual assault, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He was the same guy that he was uh, in exile. He's living in Europe. He can't come. He's not coming back to the state because he would be put on trial for murder. I'm thinking that's the same one, but I'm going to look it up at the end of the show. But, yeah, this this should be very interesting. Um, the third time is certainly not the charm for good-looking actor Idris Elba. Uh, the British actor, who's now 44, revealed that after two failed marriages, he doesn't plan on giving holy, the holy matrimony another shot. Elvis told Essence Magazine, quote, I don't think so. Marriage is an institution of sorts, um, and I have, I've done it. It's not for everybody. It's not my life calling, unquote. Elba, who set starred this summer in the big screen adaptation of Stephen King, The Dark Tower, was married to Hani Norgard from 1999 to 2003 and Sonia Nicole Hamlin for six weeks in 2006. He and Norgard shared a teenage daughter in addition to his toddler son, Winston, whom he welcomed with girlfriend Nayana Garth in 2014. And while the Luther star may not consider marriage his calling, he's certainly embracing the role of father. Elba currently stars in the docuseries Idris Elba Fighter, which tracks his journey as his attempt to become a professional kickboxer in just one year. You know... This sounds like another actor who we knew for years who said the same thing that he was never going to get married, that marriage wasn't him wasn't for him, and you know who I'm talking about, George Clooney. Remember for years he said, "I'm never going to get married." I saw how marriage did, how it, you know, my mother and father went through it, and how what it did to them. I'm never going to get married. Well, never say never, never, because look at him now, he's married to a beautiful wife, and he he's the father of two twins. So if I was Idris Elba, you know what the problem is? He just hasn't found the right one. So don't knock out marriage just yet. I know that marriage is not for everybody. I know people who never were married. But, you know, I just think that Idris hasn't found the right one yet. That's all, you know. Right now we have uh, 17 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with uh, the last remaining stories of the day. So uh, stay tuned.
Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's a good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.
we have 12 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Ed Sharon and Sing. And for the last remaining stories of the day, um, you know, Tom Holland is not just the only star of Spider-Man Homecoming, but we also have Marissa Tomei, and she said that Aunt May is also a hero, too. Spider-Man Homecoming may be enjoying its monstrous box office victory fresh off its first week in the theaters, but Marissa Tomei is disappointed that one scene she particularly enjoyed was cut from the film. Tomei, who portrays a younger Spryer Aunt May in the latest Marvel Cinematic Universal installment brings a uniqueness to the character. She's the subject of flattering jokes at Peter's school on how attractive she is. She also has a very strong bond with the 15-year-old Peter, played by Tom Holland. In a recent interview with the Huffington Post, Tomei outlined a scene she filmed for the movie that ultimately hit the cutting room floor, but not without her. She said that there was a scene where um, there was something going on in the neighborhood and there, there was a little girl in distress, and she saved her, and Peter saw her saving her. So um, they said that that was the, that that was the scene that they she said that they had cut out, and then you know she her part was that she came home, and they don't even tell she doesn't even tell Peter what had happened, and of course there's all this stuff that he's not telling her. So you know she goes on to say you know how was your day. And it was fine, but she was really shaking because of the whole crisis that had happened in the city. And uh, she said that was the scene that had certainly added further suspense as extended May's scrutiny of Peter nighttime activities. And the film said that that particular Aunt May scene had ran for about uh, 133 minutes. So with a stacked cast and an intense storyline, it's easy to see how a more subdued sequence had to be scrapped, but there's always hope for the director's cut. Tomei uh, may differ from somewhat from Rosemary Harris' portrayal of the character in the original Spider-Man trilogy, which is more grandmotherly than parental. And casting news from uh, Freeform, the network has announced the lead for the upcoming New Warriors uh, Marvel first comedy series. The show focused on six young people learning to cope with their abilities in a world where bad guys can be as test- terrifying as bad dates, as opposed to the typical adult superhero. This is us. Actress Milana uh, Von Trub will take on the role as Doreen Green, known as Squirrel Girl. Baby Daddy actor Derek Seller will also co-star as Craig Hollis, a.k.a. Mr. Immortal. And Jeremy Tardy from Dear White People will play Night Thrasher. Colin Worthy from Austin Alley will play Speedball. And Matthew Moy from Two Broke Girls will play Microbe. And Kate Comer in Hello, My Name is Doris, she will play Debris. Now, the show will join a number of other Marvel shows on the air, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. The upcoming series include Defender, The Punisher, Inhuman, and Clock and Dagger. The New Warriors were ordered straight to series for a 10-episode run and will debut in 2018. And Haley Reinhardt, who competed in the 10th season of American Idol, was arrested early Saturday morning just outside of Chicago. The 26-year-old singer was charged with battery after allegedly punching a bouncer in Palatine, Illinois, according to the police report. Reinhardt reportedly had hit the bar employee after security at the Limelighter Inn asked 
the group to leave after knocking over a table. Her lawyer said in a statement that the bouncer assaulted Reinhardt and her friend. The singer placed third on the 10th season of American Idol behind winner Scott McCreary and runner-up Lauren Elena. She released two albums after the competition, the 2012 Listen Up and 2016 Better. Her third album, a collection of 60s cover called What's That Sound, is due on out on September 22nd. Reinhardt is due in court on August 2nd. And this is one of my favorite news of the week. Curb Your Enthusiasm is officially back. Larry David's comedy series will kick off a ninth season on HBO on October 1st. The 10-episode season followed a six-year gap since season eight left the air. And most of the original cast is expected to return, including Jeff Garling, Cheryl Hine, J.B. Smoot, and Susie Elsman. Ted Danson and Mary Steinbergen will also appear as themselves. The original show, which was nominated for 39 Emmy Awards during its run but won just two, debuted as a special in 1999 before it was developed into a full series. Over eight seasons, Curl Your Enthusiasm followed a fictionized version of Larry David, a semi-retired TV writer in Los Angeles and New York. HBO officially announced the ninth season in June. And uh, remember, I had uh, I had interview uh, Chris Williams. He is the baby brother of actress Vanessa Williams, who also had a role on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And when he was a, a guest on the show, I had asked him, you know, have you spoken to Larry David? Have there, have there been any talks about Curb Your Enthusiasm go, coming back? And he said at the time that, uh, no, he hadn't spoken and there was no word of yet of the series coming back. But I'm hoping that he's his role coming back too, you know, uh, Chris uh, Williams, again, is the baby brother of actress and uh, the first uh, uh, black Miss America, Vanessa Williams. Um, If you want to check out that uh, interview that I did, just go back to the archives and look up Chris Williams. And um, the man at the center of the Bachelor in Paradise sex scandal plan to return to the series for a pair of reunion shows. The Mario Jackson said he'll appear on the TV special called Men Tell All as well as a reunion episode for Bachelor in Paradise even after he was involved in a sexual encounter that briefly shut down production as Warner Brothers investigates. Warner Brothers suspended filming for the upcoming season of Bachelor in Paradise last month to determine whether Jackson hooked up with Kareen Olympios on set while she was too drunk to consent. The studio ultimately cleared Jackson of any wrongdoing more than a week later, and production for the fourth season has resumed. The incident is said to have been caught on camera, but footage has not been released to the public. Olympios, who originally claimed to be a victim and said she didn't remember anything that happened that night, released a statement late last month saying she was satisfied with her own team investigation into the scandal and added that she won't return for the upcoming season. Jackson, who had not specified whether he would return, said he would have no problem sharing the set with Olympios if she decided to come back for one of the reunions. The Bachelor in Paradise season that Olympios and Jackson were originally tapped to appear on airs later this summer. And Nielsen 
Ellis, the actor who starred on HBO True Blood as a fan favorite, Lafayette Reynolds struggled with drugs and alcohol abuse for years. That battle ultimately cost the 39-year-old his life. Now, days after his death, Ellis' family agreed to release to the Hollywood Reporter through his manager, Emily Gerson Sainz, that the exact circumstances around the beloved actor's passing. Ellis died Saturday of heart failure. His death was met with a massive outpouring from friends and fans around the world who were shocked and heartbroken over the news. Ellis appeared in numerous films and TV shows, including The Soleus, The Butler, Get On Up, and Elementary. The character Lafayette was killed off fairly earlier in the books, The Southern Vampire Mysteries, but True Blood fans love Ellis' portrayal so much that the character survived and was a regular on the series. And Green Day insists that the band had no idea an acrobat died during a show in Madrid last Friday night until after the performance was over. Pedro Ayuno Monroe died after falling nearly 100 feet when his harness snapped during the Mad Cool Festival. Thousands of witnesses uh, a thousand witnessed the accident, which occurred at Green Day, was taking the stage, but the show was delayed only briefly. Billy Joe Armstrong is, insisted that the band had no idea about the incident amid complaints from fans. Pedro Anuno Monroe died after falling nearly 100 feet, and uh, Monroe, who was 42, was a Spanish national who lived in Brighton, England, and worked as a self-employed massive massage therapist out of Grand Hotel, Brighton. So sorry that the uh, – but, yeah, there was a lot of confusion and the commotion because they had just – I think they had just uh, left the stage from what I heard until this incident had occurred, and they had no clue. They had no clue until after the fact. So uh, their condolences went out to the family, but it had been really, you know – it, it was a terrible accident, and, um, you know, when things like this happen, you don't know what to do or what to think, and usually the artists don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's a shame that he, you know, he was only 42, and he's been doing this kind of work for a while, so. Right now we have uh, two, about a minute left remaining in the show, uh, I want to thank everybody who tuned in on this Wednesday afternoon. And I think, that for, you know, in the past we used, I used to just start the show at 2 p.m. Eastern in the summer months. I think we're going to be going back to that. Um, so starting next Wednesday, we're going to be doing starting at 2 p.m. And then by the fall, we go back to the 1 p.m. time slot. So um, I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in. And, uh, again, my name is Tammy Jones Gibbs. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You have a great week. Stay safe. And uh, tune in next time. We'll do it all over again. Take care and have a great week.